And we're back. What's up, Fight Junkies? I got a couple guests in today. Big bro, Cutman Tate, UFC in the house. Appreciate you. Oh, yeah, let's go. Appreciate you guys. And uh, Marcus Deegan from the Marcus Deegan Shiz in the house. You guys um, know how we do it. It's like chilling with the boys at the barbecue. I don't do all that formal shit. Uh, what's up, guys? Hey, if I headbutt you during this podcast, you realize that this we got the right man in the building. Bro, I cut my fucking bald head this morning in the shower. I was like, oh, glad I, at least I didn't cut my balls. Um, <laughs> so you just flew in from Texas? I, I just got back in from Texas, yeah. So I went out there to see the family and all that kind of stuff and just got in. So I apologize for being late, bro. I was like, I swear to God, I looked at the flight and I was like, 11 or 12, right? He was like, no, 10. I was like, and then I'm like fucking over... I'm uh, descending over Lake Mead, and I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> Bro, it's a little bit too late for that. I'm on a fucking plane, but, you know. But, no, I'm glad I you're here. I appreciate you for, like, being, you know, patient with me, so. I appreciate you being patient with me. If you don't know, I've gone to the Apex a lot. Uh, I'm very blessed to be in the position I'm in, and every time I go, I see Big Bro, and I say, come in, Tate. You got to come on Fight Junkies at every single time for the last eight months. He said yes, and I just never made it happen because, uh. <laughs> I have ADD, and <laughs> I dropped the ball a lot. But thanks to him, he hit me up Friday and said, what's up? Are you going to the fights? And I said, no. And uh, now we're here. So I appreciate you coming, man. Oh, Texas. Man. I used to live in Texas. I lived in uh, Houston. I lived in Beaumont, Kirbyville, Jasper County. That's where my ex and my uh, my daughter and the boys are. East Texas. Yep, yeah, southeast I, Texas. I yep. know about that place, bro. Because uh, I was at Fort Polk in Louisiana. Okay. That was uh, my last duty station. I know, I know exactly where you've been, bro. I know about the I-10 and all that good stuff. Good uh, fishing over there where you're at. Oh, we, we used to go out for Reds all the time in Port Arthur. Yeah. Go out there at night. Oh, my God. Fishing. I, didn't, I, I, I miss it. But there's no ocean fishing here. There's no goddamn water in fucking Las Vegas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's the good thing about Florida. Like, I enjoy Florida for that, too. Like, you, I love being by the water. So that's, that's a great, great thing for me. So yeah. do you live here in, Amer in Vegas? Bro, I do everything. Like, I'm a man with no country here, bro. So, like, I'm in Florida. I'm in Texas. I'm in I'm in Vegas. So, but where's like, your house? My home is actually, like, I reside in Florida. Okay. But like I said, I'm, I'm in Texas currently, you know, and then I'm out here when I need to be for fights and stuff like yeah. that. So I'm situated where I can be in all three places, kind of. So... That's what I've been doing for a while, and I'm just kind of used to it. And then I travel on the road. You know, we're in hotels and stuff like that. So do you, do you go overseas as well? Um, I do. We're scheduled to go to Brazil here in November, so that'll be a fun plan. We haven't been to Brazil in a long time. I love the fans over there. I mean, thanks to Gilbert and Charles Oliveira, and a lot of Brazilians have embraced me. So, like, I can't wait to get over there and see what that's going to be like. I think the whole the, the fans have embraced you. I've seen a lot of clips of you, like – with some of the younger fans putting the Vaseline on their head and always interacting and taking photos and, and things like that. You've kind of became your own kind of, for lack of a better word, celebrity as well. How does that affect you in your day-to-day -day life? Are people recognizing you everywhere uh, you go? Bro, I'm, I'm, like I said again, I know, I got to say this because Roger's going to give me shit because they're always fake humble. But, like, I'm really, that's me, bro. Like, I mean, if somebody notices me or whatever and wants to talk to me, then I'm going to definitely be like, hey, what's up, you know? Um, but... I'm still me, you know what I'm saying? So I'm happy because I'm going to be honest with you. When when the fans love you, they love you, and that's one of the best films ever. Yeah. But when they don't, then who the fuck knows about you and who cares? Right. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to embrace it, you know, like, and I hope, like, I never come off as, like, I'm wanting attention or that I'm too good for somebody. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to be that never, way at all. Never, never, you know? not at all. You've always been awesome. And yeah. that's the thing, like, I tell, like, people are always like, yo, you should do a podcast, you should do this. And I'm like, I'm very genuine, you know? Like, I can't be... I can't be that guy where you want me to be like, like if you were to be like, yo, telling me something funny, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be organic for you and more natural. Exactly. Yeah. Like when I'm at the cage, I'm goofing off or whatever. That's me. You know, yeah. I'm just having fun and whatever. And if I interact with the fans, then that's cool. And same with the fighters. Like, I like all the fighters. You know, I like to talk shit to them. I love when I can talk shit to the fighters and they can talk shit back. Yeah. And then they win. That's like the best feeling ever. Yeah. You know, but then, um, it, again, it, it just... That's my personality, man. Like, I just, I'm never serious. I don't have time to be serious. And I just, like, I love what I do. Like, I don't even feel like I'm working because I love it so much. That's how I feel about doing you know? this, hosting a fight show, going to fights, and, you yeah. know, being around um, fighters. Can we talk about um, how you got into this whole thing? I've obviously been a fan for a very long time, but there's a lot of people that may not know the transition from, like, you know, medic into, like, UFC. Well, Can you talk about how that, that came to fruition? So when I first started, bro, like, 
I literally was, I was a paramedic in New Mexico and um, I was right next to Jackson's. And um, the guys, I, I, um, I was coming out to Vegas. I was living out here because I currently, I work for Southwest Airlines as well. And um, I was flying back and forth and Rashad Evans was having a fight and I met Greg Jackson um, a friend of mine at the time, she was like, hey, these guys here. And I really, man, I'm going to be honest with you, I watched UFC 1, but I didn't know what it was. And I remember watching it, and I think it was with Gracie and um, Shamrock, and it yeah, was just Ken long. Yeah, that yeah. shit was so long. I was like, <laughs> Damn. I'm going to fast forward to the fucking end and see who happened, because was just, I was just like, what the fuck? So I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't even a fan of this shit. And so I'm on the plane, and they're like, hey, man, like, uh, you know, um, my boy Rashad is fighting. I'm like, Rashad, who? Like, he trains in New Mexico. And I'm like, I didn't even know who he was. And I was like, yo, they were like, yo, you know. I was like, well, I'm a paramedic. I can give him my V after he cuts weight. They're like, what? You can? So I was like, yeah. And so um, I IV'd him. He went on to win. Then that worked. They were like, oh, we got GSP. And I was like, oh, next. And then it was Carlos Condit. So there for a while, all the Jackson fighters, man, when they fought, I would show up, IV him, and leave. Because for everybody that doesn't know, that was... Very Le much acceptable. That was legal back yeah. in those yeah. days. So, dude, honestly, bro, the craziest shit about it is I was IV in the fighters, and at that time, nobody, you know, like the whole IV therapy where guys would get drunk, like nobody knew about that. I did that in the army, bro. We'd get trashed, and then so, we'd have our, our doc. I missed the boat on that shit, bro. I'd have been a billionaire right now if I had a fucking just, but I was like, I, I fucked up. I fumbled the ball. So, and plus I was just like, I don't deal with that shit. Like, really? Who's going to fucking pay me? And then everybody was like, oh, the liability. Because they got him in, the, in Vegas now all over right, the fucking dude. place, right? But before that happened, like, I was having in the fighters. The people that came to me, I was like, hey, I got an idea for you. Would you do it? And I just didn't do it. So then um, IV was shot there for a while, maybe like a year and a half. I was IVing all of the Jackson fighters. Like, I would, I worked for Southwest so I could fly to the event for free. I would show up and I would IV the guys. Well, there was a gentleman named Burt. And uh, Burt Watson, and I was like, hey, man, not to, like, this on fighters, but fighters never think about everybody, you know? So I would show up at these places, no hotel, no ticket to the fight. Here I got, I, I beat these guys, and I was like, okay, hey. I'm man, helping you win this fight. Not <laughs> even that, but I was like, hey, you got extra. Oh, man, I don't got no tickets. So I was like, man, fuck. And so I kind of at that point realized, like, if I'm going to be around, I got to figure out my own little niche to be in this shit. Because, you know, I can't depend on these guys or whatever. So I went to Bert, and I was like, hey, um, I want a job. Like, what can I do? And he said, like, what can you do? And I was like, shit, I'm a paramedic. Like, I would fit right in with the cut, man. Like, that's blood and shit. I do that for a living. He said, like, yo, baby, you you got you to gotta practice on that because uh, when the lights go on, your lights can't go out. And so, again, I'm still kind of like, what the fuck am I going to see in this cage that I don't see in the real world as a paramedic? And thank God I went the route that he told me because, bro, like, there's been times I've walked in the octagon and been like, fuck. You know, not because of, like, it was something that I haven't seen, because, like, the fans and the cheering and the screaming and the cameras and, like, you're so sitting there. So that made a difference? Oh, fuck yeah, bro. Like, you're sitting there, like, working on the guy's cut and, like, like, I, I'm working the red corner now. You got fucking Dana and hunting them, like, looking at you and looking at the camera. And they're like, you know, unfortunately, I've had incidents where, like, you know, me and uh, Big John got into it. Uh, we never got into it. He kind of threw me under the bus where he basically was saying, like, I put too much grease on Yoel, which was complete bullshit. But, like, was that against Tim Kennedy? Yeah, well, Tim Kennedy was pissed because he didn't answer the bell. Yeah. And they did everything they can. They'd be like, oh, it was the cut man's fault and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whatever. And it's funny because every anniversary, Tim brings it up. You know, and of course, Big John goes on like, oh, this is, I'm like, John, just you fucked up, bro. You're human. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, well, the cut man did this. And the doctor was still in there, too. Dude, everybody was in there. Like, but. I've heard a lot about it. I know all, I've never once heard that. It was just easier for them to say it was my fault. Of course. Like, the fucking grease didn't weigh so much that Yoel couldn't stand up, you know, and he had a big-ass cut, and it looked like a lot of grease, but I made a sh made sure to smooth it down, so all you saw was the grease that was in the cut. But, I mean, you had Tim screaming, and John was human, but he will never own that. We fucked up and didn't make him stand up, but it was like, oh, I called the cut man back. I'm like, no, you fucking didn't. Oh, I did this. Oh, like, like you have so much power. Like, I, like, like it was like instead of him just instead of him just saying, hey, Tim, I messed up, which is normal. He would never do that. It was like, oh, the cut man did this. The cut man did that. So it was like, then I had an incident where 
Another Tim Kenny incident. Damn, dude, Tim Kenny probably hates me. He probably sees me coming in his corners like, get this dude away from me. But um, <laughs> he's he was, coming on the show. I'll ask him. <laughs> he, was fighting, he was fighting Kevin Gastelum, and um, he had a big hematoma, bro. Like he was like messed up his eye, and. I had an ice cold, you know, I take the towel out of the ice cold bucket and I put the towel on there because it's, it's pliable. Like, man, imagine me, big as I am, leaning on your face with a big metal inswell, you know? Oof. So I'm sitting there and I'm holding the guy's eye open. And I mean, Joe Rogan, fuck, bro. He fucking went at me, bro. He was, this guy fucking sucks. Oh, this guy is terrible. Like, He actually said this on air? Oh, bro. Like, I mean, people were calling me like, bro, Joe Rogan's killing you right now. And I was like, damn, like, like, the guy's orbital was fucked up, like, you know. But his eye never went shut, you know. Even when he went to the hospital, his eye never closed shut. So, of course, I'm, like, feeling bad. I'm like, fuck. And it wasn't so much Joe. It was his minions. Oh, man, they just tore into me. Mm. And so everybody was like, oh, Tate, don't worry about it. Nobody's mad. Just, But I'm like, my ego's bruised. I'm like, yeah, that's your job. That's your job, yeah. They just stopped yeah, the fight right? because of me, like. I did a good job as eyes now. Oh, you should have used the inswell. I'm like, well, I didn't. I used the cold towel. So I never forget, man. They were like, don't say anything. Just let it go. It'll be okay. And if you know my nature, I couldn't, bro. So I'm reading the comments, and boy, I went in there and got personal from calling dudes babies ugly to your wife. Is, oh, I'm going to close your eye up, Oh, bitch. man, that shit, that shit went from like a couple of days to a week. You got an ugly baby. <laughs> Your fucking family's hideous. Oh, How are you white and your baby's black? Did you, oh my God, bro. Did, you, was, did you feel better though, tight? No, I did, but then it like the shit just kept going. And yeah. I was like, like I said, I just, bro, I was just fucking going in. And I mean, it was personal. Like one dude was like, I can't believe you would say that to me. Like, and then I had one guy bold <laughs> enough. I had one guy bold enough to actually call me on like Facebook Messenger. And I was like, what the fuck do you want? You know, and he's like, I said, look at that fucking fight. Did he? Did they stop the fight because his eye closed? Well, no. I said, then shut the fuck up. Like, quit listening to fucking Joe Rogan, bro. It was it was a funny two weeks, man. DC was like, hey Joe, Tate does this differently, blah blah blah. Cause like I'd caught a bunch of flack because I went to DC and was like, bro, like what the fuck? Y'all got to be careful the shit y'all say. Like I'm really. Yeah, I can lose. I can. Not so much lose like, your job. Would Dana come back and say something to you about that? Like, no, he... Dana never did. Like, but again, like I said, it was still it was my ego. Like, I mean, cause yeah. bro, yeah, I don't know if y'all ever been on the internet, but fuck, man, yeah. bro, God, dude, I got called fat. I got called this. And I, I get was... made fun of all the time. Like, who, who, look at this guy thinking he's fucking famous, bro. Or exactly. Bitch so I'm sitting here looking at this shit, shit, like, and they're like, and then Mr. Ratner was like, Tate. Don't say nothing. It'll be okay. And I went there, and I was like, midnight, bro. Even the great, <laughs> even the great Stitch Duran says something. I was like, fuck you. Oh, boy, I was. Really? Yeah. So oh. that was, I was going to ask you about Stitch and ask you if he was a mentor of yours, but obviously you saying, fuck you, Stitch. Means no, no. I got my answer right there. <laughs> no, Stitch was, first of all, like, Stitch has done more to bring popularity to the cut, man. Absolutely. Like, Stitch is like a great salesman. Like, yeah. Stitch is that guy where you're like, the stitch on. Yo, bro, like, Stitch is the person. So even the cut man now, like, make fun of me, like, oh, you're the new Stitch Tate. And I'm like, bro, like, why are y'all shitting on this guy that pretty much marketed himself and made a lot of money doing it? So I'm never, like, a Stitch hater. Like, I think... You know, so like, there is Stitch haters? What, because he's the man? Oh, I don't know if... There's just a bunch of dorks in any genre. I don't want to say that, shit. but, like, I feel like, like, I won't call them Stitch haters because, like, I'll be honest with you, like, when I first came in, Stitch was, like, not... My biggest advocate, really? But no, oh no. But like, I still don't have the 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 personality to shit on Stitch. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because look at what I've become, and I'm kind of following his template. Yeah, you, you are. know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, because of the popularity and the recognition of the cut man, yeah. there's never really been any apart from Stitch, and then maybe yourself. That's so. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not. I will never get like mad yeah. at God, but like he's funny because like. You know, I have no hate towards him, but, like, it's funny, like, when we first started, because I think he had got let go by the UFC, and somebody, of course, his people were like, oh, Stitch, like, look at what the fuck this guy did. And, of course, he was like, oh, my man, like, you know, you get what you pay for. And he may have been like, whatever, I don't know. But I was uh. like, fuck you. You wasn't even fucking there. Like, you don't know what the fuck went on. How would yeah. you even comment on this? Mm. Bro, it was, like I said, it was a hellacious two weeks, bro, because yeah. – 
I did not listen and started responding to those fucking comments. Yeah. And once they had their hooks in me, it was like, Haha, we got this guy. Oh, I want to, yeah, I got to stay away. I just, yeah. po I post and ghost. Like Facebook, I didn't even look. We had a couple reels in a row, 1.2 million, million reels. And it was like 9,000 comments. And I just had, I got to stay away from Bro, that I'd shit, man. I fucking dive into that shit. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> fuck it. Let's, like, and again, like, <laughs> if I have time, like, I'll post some shit because I'm like, I got time today, motherfuckers. Let's go. Let's go, baby. You know, <laughs> and, and boy, they do. They come there and they're like, hey, you fucking something. Like, who the fuck are you? Like, but I, you, I do go too far, like, telling people to kill themselves. So yeah. I <laughs> but. But you know, those are the same people that when they see you, they're going to ask for a picture. That's right. the, so that's I don't what, give a fuck. You that's know? what makes it fun to be honest with you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're like, bro. It's all fake bullshit. I get it. You wanted, you wanted attention, so I'm going to give it to you. But Because you'll make someone's day. Like, yeah, exactly. So you're talking shit back. Be, oh, bro, like, shit. Oh, yeah. They'll be yeah. like, hey, guess who replied? Yeah, guess yeah. who replied? So I'll yeah. be like, oh, you yeah. fucking dorks. Oh, man. like it's, it's funny and it's fun. But like I said, I mean. I'm like I told you, man. Again, I love I love to interact and play with the fans, even yeah. when sometimes they're mean. Like I love when they call me. Like the biggest thing now, which is so funny, is like, and I love it. A lot of the guys are like, "Bro, how can I be a cut man?" I'm like, well, one of us has to die first. Bro. Like, yeah, but, listen, <laughs> but listen, you know. But I always want to be forthcoming with them. Be like, hey, like, and it's funny again because I'm like, y'all really want to be like, you got kids that are 16, like y'all, bro. I want to be a UFC cut man. I'm like, that's a testimony to how dope you are, though. You know, but people it's look fun. up to you; they want to do it. It's fun, but I'm like, bro, like, you kind of why don't you go be a fighter? It's easier to become a fighter than a cut man because there's only five of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, and that's all there is in the whole UFC. Well, there's like ten total, but it's a rotation, so there's five per show. But they just see you wrestling with Gilbert Burns and hugging Charles Oliveira. Dude. They don't know that you were on the streets and saving lives and hitting people with Narcan when they were dying and overdosed right. and giving CPR and seeing car wrecks. There wasn't always just you chilling in, you know, it, you know, like, people what, don't and fucking get and it. I, and I tell them that, and I'm like, bro, listen, like this is not one of these things where like, like. You show up, do six weeks on the internet. Yeah, like, yeah, that shit yeah, doesn't yeah. happen. You're hired. Bro. Yeah. bro, like, for the first part, when you're a cut man, the first one, that shit sucks because, like, you want to wrap somebody's hand, but the fighter's looking at you like, man, who the fuck is this guy? Like, mm. And then they're kind of forced with you. So, like, when I came in, Bert would always make me wrap the first guy on the card. It's because the first guy on the card can't say shit. He's still just happy to be in the yeah. UFC. Yeah, yeah. He's like, fuck yeah, I'm here. Yeah. But, you know, of course, in his mind, he's like, he's like, I got this black motherfucker like no stitch. <laughs> bro, you ain't stitched there yet, motherfucker. Relax. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get taped. So the guy's yeah. like, okay. So that was, that was a question I had about the hand wrapping. When you're wrapping these fighters' hands before they go out, is there a conversation between you two or, or or is he just in the zone? Depends. Like, so some other guys, you can tell too, bro. Some guys are funny shit. Like, they'll call me fat. They'll talk shit to me because we like make the, I make the room lighter. Sometimes some of the guys I rap, they're not about that bullshit. They're yeah. just like, bro, I'm dead focused. I don't got time for the gee hee hee shit. Yeah. Some of them are just like, let's go. Like Michael Johnson, one of my favorite. I piss him off every time. I talk shit to him all the time. He's like, because I like literally, Michael Johnson's like a brother to me. Yeah. So when he's fighting, I'm literally going to go in there and piss him off. I'm either going to be like, man, fuck you. I'm not wrapping your hands right now. He's like, take with fucking plan. I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. You need me. I don't need you. <laughs> and then he's like, he gets mad. But then he like goes out there and performs. He's like, man, fuck. Hey, you get their mind off of like the, the severity of what's about to happen. And they get the chill. Same when we were deployed, man, I used to talk so much shit. Even in like bad situations, you know, we'd be like, you know, in some shit. And let's that's say. The, you got to laugh. You have to laugh. Again, it's the fun thing about like I tell these guys too, like. It's like when you go in the back to wrap those hands, it's like meeting that family member at Thanksgiving. Like, you don't see these guys for three or four months. You come in, you're like, bro, what's going on with you? How's life? Oh, my God, I'm excited to see you fight again. And then they win, and then you're, like, excited for them. Like, man, um, the fight this weekend with Edson. Bro, I was so happy for that guy. Oh, man. man. You know, I wrapped his hands. I'm shaking his hand. And the crazy thing about it is, and this is the most touching part about it, is when I wrap their hands and they win, it's like they make you feel like, man, you're the reason I won. Like, yeah, uh, but yeah. thank you. Yeah. But then when they lose, they're like, man, I'm sorry I let you down. It's like, man, fuck, are you okay? Like, yeah. so it's it's the best part. Like, I love it. But again, it's fun, even with the coaches. Because you gotta understand, like, bro, we're together so much. Like with the coaches, like all the coaches know us. You know, like shit, I know more about the coaches than the fighters. 
But then, like, I respect the coaches. I love being – I'm in the corner, and I'm listening to a coach, and then I'm listening to the fighter do what the coach says, and the, co- the fighter's successful. Like, it's very intricate, man. It's very cool to be there. And you I, talk I about think the, it's fun. The details – sorry, go ahead. No, no, like, no, 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 go like ahead. Like, the time – things that we don't see. We just see, like, if there's a cutter in between rounds – how long do you have in the race? Just that one minute? Is there like you have to be out a certain time? You have to be in there right away? So you're in there, you get a minute. So they fight five minutes and you get a minute, which is actually like when you get the cage door open, you go corral the fighter, bring him to his spot. It's more like 40 seconds, 45 seconds. Yeah. To sit there, try to stop the cut from bleeding, get some grease, and get out of the way and do what you need to do. And then you're kind of not trying to be in front of the fighter. And then, so like, it's different things like so like um if the fighter's not really cut and just needs grease, I kinda fall back, let the cornerman go in there and kinda do their thing and like kinda stand to the side and grease them. If the fighter's cut and bleeding, then I'm gonna take charge and be in front of the corner man and then I'm gonna grab the fighter and sit him down and yeah. then do what I need to do with there. And then but like I said, a lot of it is 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 truly um working with those camps you know what i'm saying like some of the coaches feel comfortable some coaches like god damn tate you're so fucking big like you know move around but <laughs> again you're working with those the 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 cornermen and the coaches and and honestly man they're some of the coolest people ever i'm yeah, friends with are. eric like, he's, they're he's like the eric is amazing like i love in eric's corner like eric's corner is so, he's so cool. chill stoic he's like yo they be like we're good like and he's like and then that shit like works on me because I'm like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Like, this is cool. Because like, it's a lot going on. Yeah, you're like, bro, you know? I'm telling you, like, the worst part is when you're sitting there and a guy's fucking cut and Dana's sitting there looking at you. You're like, hey, boss. But yeah. we used to give each other IVs and put tourniquets on before we went on patrol uh-huh. because, God forbid, we're in the middle of a firefight and shit's blowing up and it's too much. Ca- and now I have to focus and find your vein. Right. So we would just tie it off and go on patrol. So, but you guys have to do it in time on camera on a pay per view. Everybody fucking staring at you. The good part is nobody's gonna die in there. So like that's a good part. And I will say being a paramedic, like I've I've been able to kind of chill at some areas where I'm like, okay, like I wanna stop the cut, but it's also a blood sport. People love that shit. They yeah. all love blood. Mm, like yeah. you see them at the end of the fights get in the cage and roll around in the shit. And again, like I said, it's it's there, but like for me, man, the drilling rush is like doing a good job. Like I'm really as much as people don't know, like I'm I'm a stickler for it. I want to do a good job. When I go in that corner and that fighter comes out, I want no blood on him. Well, because you could prolong the fight or right. essentially end the fight earlier, and, right? And, I know, and they, they say it doesn't matter, but if you got a guy that is in the corner, as bloody as hell, and comes out clean, as a judge, you're kind of like, okay. But imagine that guy coming out around and fucking blood is all on him and shit. Yeah. You're like, damn, like, he got his ass whipped. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, again, facts. I... I it might affect, it might not affect. I don't know, but in my mind, I play that card where I'm like, well, I human need to nature. Clean, like, I got to clean this guy up. I want him to look as good as he can coming out. And the same for when the fight's over. Like, I want the guy to look clean. I want him to be like, okay, he, he was in a fight, but he doesn't look like he got his ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so here's a question that maybe people that don't understand what's going on when it's happening. When those fighters come from the back room and they make their way to the octagon, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a series of for lack of a better word, checks that you have to go through. Right. Um, the 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 fighter itself is doing things. So you're checking their fingernails. Right. You're checking their toenails. When you're putting your hands through their hair and getting them to open their mouth, what are you looking for? Well, the mouth they want to make sure he has his mouthpiece. But to be honest, so everything starts in the back. So when I go in to wrap a guy's hand, I look at his fingernails, even during the real meeting, or the commissions right there. I'm looking at his fingernails and his toenails before he even gets there because I'm like, hey, because to be honest with you, I got grease on my gloves. I got black gloves on. It's kind of hard to clip a guy's toenails. And let's be honest, I'm not, I don't want to clip his toenails. <laughs> you know? So you kind of want to get that shit done before he even gets to you. Yeah, because I've seen fighters clip their toenails actually down by the octagon. Right. So what would be the thing there? Well, we have the toenail clippers because you don't want, you know, the, the, the nails to be long. Yeah. But for the most part, we typically notice that before they go out. We get the toenails clean. We get the fingernails clean. And typically you don't have that. But when they come, the ref is going to still do the inspection. He wants to make sure there's no grease in the beard. There's nothing in the beard that could either hurt the guy. Like, you know, like the fighters get the braids. It has to be rubber bands. It can't be beads. It can't be anything like that. You don't want anything in the beard. You don't want grease in the beard. You don't want anything, lack of a better term, that could injure or give him an advantage. How could grease in the beard give him an advantage? 
because if you get it on you, it's hard to do submissions. It's easier to get your neck out of places. So uh, you don't want and that kind slippery. of stuff. That's on how yeah. GSP got all that shit back in the day. Exactly. There's several fighters like that. So we check in the back to make sure there's no Vaseline. We supply the Vaseline when they come there. Um, you're checking for the nails. You're checking to make sure there's a cup. You're checking to make sure he has a mouthpiece. Um, they check in the back to make sure they don't have contacts. They don't have glasses. Uh, so they can't wear contacts in the octagon. No, I don't. I don't believe they do. No, I don't think they have oct- uh, contacts in the octagon. Hmm. Yeah, because I know Charles Oliveira's got pretty bad eyesight, right? Which that was yeah, crazy. Yeah. But the guy was a. He was a. He, he, I guess he was. The force was with him. Yeah, he said wow. he fought the guy in the middle because he would. Th- he would see three different people. Hit the guy in the middle. <laughs> so, I mean, we do a lot of that. Uh, you basically want the fighters to be comfortable with the wraps and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the equipment team gets them the shorts and gets them all that kind of stuff. So typically by the time the fighter gets to the prep point, everything should be done. It should it's just, just be a formality a, then, Yes, right? sir. Yeah. It should be a formality of just, okay. But every so often, yeah, do we miss a toenail? You're like, oh, hey, this guy needs to get his toenails done. Um, and so we just keep on and the show goes on. Someone got a slash in their eye a couple of weeks ago from a toenail. Can't recall who it was. It was a little cut on the cornea from apparently someone's toenail in the yeah. octagon. Your Mike Winklejohn lost his eye because of a toenail. Is that right? Oh. Jesus. Right. So, so it's definitely serious. Your boy, Char- Dubronx Oliver, unfortunately uh, got that cut and he's not fighting. Yeah, I don't know if it was a clash of heads or whatever. but like, It looked like a headbutt cut. But the cuts are, like I said, man, I mean, the cuts are very serious. Um, so even like... Um, I'm more worried about these kind of cuts. These I don't worry about as yeah. much. But like so, yeah, the cut part of it is 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 delicate to say the least. But so if you got someone like Nate Diaz coming in, you're stocking up on everything, right? You're thinking, you know okay, you're I know gonna, this you know guy's going to cut within the first round, first two rounds. I got to have this on hand, this on hand. Do you know certain fighters that cut and bleed easier than yes. others? Has Darren, that become like part of your? Darren Elkins is going to bleed everywhere. Uh, uh, Diego Sanchez, he was a big bleeder. Clay Guida's going to give you blood. Uh, and you can see, like, if you go and you, like, when you see the fighter come and you see all the scars and you're like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be. He's going to be being. This you, is going to be fun. Were you there uh, at MSG for Masvidal versus Diaz for that cut that ultimately ended I was, the fight? I didn't work it, but uh, I was there. And, again, like I said. It, Are the commissions different in different states as well? Yes. Like, would they have looked at that cut and gone, no, nah, no way. But here in Vegas, they would have let it yeah, keep going. I've heard going. New York sucks. I don't, I don't, so. I've heard that too, yeah. I won't, I, won't, <laughs> I can't really bash commissions. I love Nevada because we work with them the most. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I can work with any commission. Some are definitely more like, this is what we want. Some are like, okay, uh, Florida is very strict on like this is not we're not gonna allow this you know we're not gonna allow you to do the X Y and this, while Vegas is like a little okay. bit more lenient. Not that they're lenient, they're just like yeah, it'd be different. They're more used to seeing it too. What is the advantage? You understand right. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. so, some of these some of these places that we fight have boxing. They don't really do a lot of MMA, mm. and so when you go in there and you're like, like they're like, oh, you can't use this kind of tape, and it's like, why? Oh, and they can never give you an answer. It's like, bro, you're about to watch a guy knee a guy, elbow a guy, and kick a guy with his shins. Like, what are we really talking about here? Mm-hmm. Well, but you don't, it's their house. So you just be like, okay. And I had to learn that because I used to be like, man, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. you've been a dick. Like, I just did this shit. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. So, yeah. like, now in New York, hey, what do y'all guys want? And then when you give them that respect, they're like, okay, they leave you alone. You know, um, Florida is definitely, like, they like it. Texas is another one. But I'm from Texas, so I know the lingo. I hit them with a yes, sir, no, sir. Like, I yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. Vegas is cool. Uh, California can be a little bit stringent, you know. But for the most part, man, the commissions are the commissions. They're yeah. there, and they're trying to do their job. So I used to be a dick. Now I'm like, hey. Yeah. Is this can what I... you want? Like, Because I used to plead my case like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> like, he's not like, they. Use, oh, my God. I'm like, he's getting ready to fucking elbow him. What are you complaining about? But, yeah. They would be funny. I, I was going to ask that. Um, being a cut man, what is your what is your thoughts on the the twelve to six elbow? Because I can li- I can jump across the cage and kick you in the fucking face with a shin bone, but I can't elbow like. Bro, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I'm just a cut man. I don't go in that thing. Like I don't. I don't. 
You don't, yeah, you don't overthink it. Just do your job. I don't. I'm like, okay, so you can't do 12 to 6. Okay, cool. Just mm, What okay. I meant, I guess a better question is, do you think it would do more damage? Do you think it would cause more damage doing Bro, it? Bro, damage is just damage. It's going to happen. If you're getting elbowed, I don't care if it's 12 to 6, 12 to 11 or 2. It, like, it's just, <laughs> just going to happen. Yeah. So my job, is, my job is more along the lines just to be prepared and, to, and help. Mm. But, you know, like, I know these guys get a lot of flack, man, and 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 – it sucks because I wasn't there. Like I don't know what he saw. I don't know why he did what he did. And and I tried to be fair to him because I'm gonna be honest, bro. The few times somebody second guessed me, I didn't like that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, yo, like you don't know what the fuck is going on with this guy's face. You don't know why I did what I did. Just like you know. So even like with DC and those guys that commentating job, like people don't understand, like. I don't give a fuck if you like to talk. To talk for fucking eight hours nonstop. Mm-hmm. Just constantly have to say something, you know? Yeah, Everybody's yeah, going to say yeah. some wild shit. Yeah, and you're going to like, oh, bro. Yeah. You talked about people that bleed. When I asked Stitch Duran who were the biggest hands that he ever rapped backstage, he said it was Brock Lesnar. Do you have a story about someone who had, like, incredibly large or small hands? Dude, Brock was funny. So, Brock, I remember Brock, like, you'd go in the back with Brock, and you got to stand. Brock is fucking huge. It's hard to tell by looking on TV, right? Brock is fucking massive. You're a big dude too, though. Dude, Brock is massive. Like, yeah. this motherfucker's just huge, and you're sitting there, and he's so fucking serious. So you're like, hey, can I wrap your hands? Like, And you want to be, like, cool with him. Like, hey, man, like, you know, because every fighter has a routine. Some fighters like to fucking do 100 jabbing jack, jumping jacks before you wrap their hands. Some fighters like to stretch. Some fighters like to do this. Some fighters like to take a shit. It's all whatever. So you go in there with Brock, and you're like, hey, man, like, are you ready to wrap your hands? you need to stretch? He's like, do you stretch before you get in the fight? I'm like, so do you want to wrap your hands? Or like, no. I guess that's a no. <laughs> Big Is fr- that intimidating to you? Brock, it wasn't. When you get pa- right. No, when you get past the fucking, wow, this is fucking Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Man. You know, yeah, but then you're arrogant. just, but yeah, but then you're just like, dude, I don't have time for this shit. Like, mm. put your big ass pit up here, and then, you know, I hate arrogance, man. It drives me nuts. But then, like, my guy was like Bigfoot, man. I remember wrapping fucking Bigfoot's hand. I was just like, oh, Bigfoot Silver, dude. I was like, damn. Uh, Shane Carwin had some big ass hands. Um, <laughs> I remember I wrapped a female fighter, and her hand was so little, bro. It was like the gauze and shit and the tape. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, how the fuck can you fight with these little things? But she was dangerous, bro. She knocked a girl out. I'm like, little. so I've seen fighters with little hands. I've seen fighters with fucking thumbs all the way over here with knuckles and shit. Like, their hands are like. Were you there for the Zhang, uh, Zhang Wali versus uh, Joanna Young Jacek fight? That was a crazy. Was that a fight. scary thing to be there uh, as someone who knows these these fighters? Intimate? Was that like, the alien head result? Yeah, because yeah, I got I don't you know being home and I met Joanna at UFCX. I was like worried. I've seen some hemorrhages and some real bad shit. As you're watching it, you're like whoa. But as you're watching the fight, you're like whoa. Like yeah. so at this point, we all are sick, bro. Because like you're like damn. Is something really wrong? But you're like, fuck that. Like, this is one of the greatest fucking fights I've this ever is seen. Fight in my of the life. year. Keep going. You're like, bro, they're just going at it right now. So, I mean, for the most part, man, we have the doctors there. And the doctors are really good, man. They're really good. So, like, it's kind of like when you're on a plane. As long as the flight attendant's chill, you know the plane's good. If the flight attendant stops freaking out, you're like, oh, fuck, this plane's about to crash. So, that's so true. If I'm watching a doctor, bro, and he's like, oh, well, okay, that's what it is. No problem. What's. It's superficial. Then you're like, keep fighting. But then you're like, you know. Yeah. yeah. When you when you're at the when you're at work, do you watch the fight as someone that's looking to what you have to repair on the fighter, or do you look at it as a, as a fan like us? So that's happened to me sometimes, bro. Some every once in a while, you'll forget. You forget. Bro, so <laughs> yeah. I'm watching. Oh shit! I- <laughs> I'm watching the fucking Chandler and fucking Poirier. Eddie. No, no Chandler and um Eddie Alvarez. Fuck, no, what's his name from fucking Colorado? Um, Chandler. Gaethje. Gaethje. Chandler and fucking Gaethje. Bro, all of a fucking sudden, I'm watching this great fight happen. Like, and in the round, they're like, Tate. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. I'm supposed to be working. Yeah. So I'm like scrambling up the fucking steps and shit on, putting yeah. grease. But yeah, it's happened sometimes, yeah. bro, where you're watching that shit and you're like, bro, there's been times I've watched Bruce Buffer. And, like, the bigger the stage, the bigger the crowd, the better Bruce is, bro. I've watched Buffer and just been like, wow, that's... And then the fans get into it. Sometimes the fans are just... 
Bro, the fans will go from. So I remember we were in fucking Phoenix. Bro, that shit went from just hard to just. It was crazy. And by the time the main event started, you were just in that motherfucker like one of just one of the like, I want to rip my shirt off and start fucking banging beers, bro. I was like, oh, this shit is crazy. And then Charles picks me up and everybody, I'm like, Damn, this dude is strong. And I'm like, this was the fucking greatest time ever. Dude, it was insane. Wow, what a job, eh? Yeah. So that's like I said, sometimes we're like, I love, like, I know when we go to Brazil, it's going to be crazy. I know when we go to New York, it's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah, and that's like the best feeling ever is when you, when you can be like, bro, I was there. So like, even when you guys bring up fights, it's like, yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, you I, have I, a memory in it. In yeah, the, I was in like, your... oh shit, I was there for that one. I remember that one. That's cool. So, so I have a supporter that's been supporting uh, the, myself and Fight Junkie, so I invited him to come. Uh, to studio today, Carlos. He's uh, started something called the Fight Fan. You have any questions for Tate while you're here? No, I mean, what a what a colorful career. Oh, bro. Yeah, yeah very red. Any advice those guys want? Like, don't be a paramedic first. No, no, I don't. So you don't have to be a paramedic. That was just what I was doing, and I got lucky. But I bet you any money that those fighters feel way more secure oh. knowing they have a paramedic cut man than somebody else. And again, Mike Afanasev is a—he's a firefighter paramedic out here. Mm. So again, I mean, it helped, but that's not what you have to be. Like I tell everybody, because everybody asks me, like, bro, how can I be a cut man? And I'm still taken back by the question because I'm like, bro, y'all really want to do this shit? Okay, cool. And I'm like, but then I'm also like, I don't want to be. It sucks because you never want to be that guy that pisses on somebody's parade. You just don't. Like, bro, I want to be a cut man. Well, I want to be the fucking quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. That shit ain't going to happen. <laughs> but I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't ever want to be that guy. Yeah. But even though in the back of the mind, I'm like, get the fuck out, bro. You and you also know most most people, because of the, the way that the world's going right now, they don't really want to be a cut man. They want to get a cool picture with you. They want to they want to sound like they want to do something. And then when they got to put the work in, they're only doing it because they want fucking views and clicks. But There's a lot of fake-ass motherfuckers that's out the here. Thing that I, nuts. That's the thing that I was telling you earlier when we were talking. Like, bro, like, you can't be like, I'm going to be a cut man, and then next week they're going to put you on a UFC show. Bro, you're going to have to go... Several years to these little lower budget shows, you're gonna have to pay for your license. You're gonna have to, like, and I tell other guys, would you do this for free? They're like, oh fuck yeah! I'm like, would you pay to do it? Because for the long, for several years, bro, almost three to four years, I was buying my own guards, buying my tape. I was going to Jackson's gym. I was begging the guys to let me wrap their hands. They were talking shit to me. Like, I ain't fucking letting you. It was crazy, bro. And then like, I got that one person, Melvin Gallard, was like, fuck yeah, you can wrap my hands. And then he kind of started bringing me around. I was like, hey, this is my guy. And it was a wonderful thing. But that's true, man. Like, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, and I'm not, I'm not talking shit, but I am talking shit. Like, every time I turn around, there's a fucking podcast. And I'm like, bro, who the fuck are you? Yeah, nobody like, cares. Why are we listening to a guy that's living at home, doing nothing, has accomplished nothing, but he can tell you, oh, well, this is how life works. And I'm not shitting on people. You know, you got all these girls that are popular. They, You say, oh, you're an attractive girl over here. Well, let me get a popular podcast and talk about this. Like, nobody wants to hear that you shit. You got to have depth and substance, man. Some people never did shit with their life. Exactly. And then they want to come on and uh, shut the fuck up. And it, I'm not, again, I'm not shitting on you. If you want to make a podcast, go make a podcast. But it's even people are like, oh, Yo, you should get a podcast. I'm like, what the fuck do y'all want me to talk about? Well, if you, I... I <laughs> personally believe if you have both parents and you grew up in a nice home and you went to college and had straight A's, you, I envy people like that because I never had that. I always mm -hmm. wanted that. But I don't want to sit by the fire and listen to you talk. You've right. never traveled Europe. You've never... I mean, I, I got crazy stories for days. Um, but but like it's just life. Being a parent. Um, what, what do you think about this red pill shit going around? What's the red pill? The, the high value man. All that crap. Have you been seeing that stuff? I don't even watch that. That's going to be something else I'm going to go down the rabbit hole I and I envy find. you for not watching it. What's don't. the red pill about? What is that it's about? It's a bunch of dudes that think because they got some money that they're high value and they kind of down talk younger girls. And I, I think it's a bunch of guys who, you know, get in a circle jerk and just tell each other, uh, you're cool, bro. They're a bunch of fucking dorks. Listen, if you want to go down rabbit holes of anything, there is so much shit going on in the world right now to go down a rabbit hole, whether it be Flat Earth, whether it be aliens, whether it be Joe Biden, whether it be what's going on over in Israel. There's so many different things that you could go down. Are any of them positive? They're all kind of like fucking negative and scary shit, right? What is positive is Abu Dhabi card. You guys want to, can, before that we get out of here, you want to talk about that? That shit's going to be amazing. I cannot believe that you had two guys in the main and co-main fallout and it got better. Uh, 
I just said that. We uh, literally yeah. just like, had that I'm not saying like it wasn't great. Like, please don't. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not saying it wasn't great. Bro, we great, just but, had a podcast before. But I'm you. like, damn, this is going to be pretty. And then I feel like this is kind of what MMA was. Anytime, any place, anybody can get it. Yeah. So it's like the next man up. Like, you never know when you're going to get that call to come to the show yep. and be A and B challenged to perform. So that's the thing, too, like I like, Lou. Like, a lot of people don't understand, like, this fight life, like, People want to be fighters. I'm like, bro, this is a tough life. Is it like for these guys to do it and and put their bodies on the line and go through what they're going through? So, again, man, I'm I'm just I love being part of the show. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world, and uh, it, it 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 means a lot to me. And I hope that if you don't get anything else from me, you get that I'm very genuine about it. Mm. That you know, I want to interact with people. I want to laugh. I want to talk shit. Um, and at the end of the day, man, we just going about our merry way. But I don't, like I said, I just, you know, I don't really have any secret. I really don't. Like, you know, right time, right place for me. Same. Mm. It took me over three years. People are like, nice you podcast, know. dickhead. And I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> I, I was the guy holding a cardboard sign, living in a trailer with no right. money in my account three and a half years ago. And it took me, like, all this time to, to it didn't just happen over Dude, fucking Instagram night. Instagram and Facebook has taught us to show success. They don't ever show the struggle. Let me ask you uh, a question, of, um, or sure. your opinion. So a lot, a, a lot of people know, but a lot don't. That I I met Dana through holding a cardboard sign outside of the UFC three years okay. ago. Said Uncle Dana, Uncle Dana, Iraq vet. What I feel like is like something that I need to do to give back is, and I'm gonna have Dana on. I think for Veterans Day, uh, I just saw him at the Apex. He said, of course. What do you think about? Because I feel like I have to give back. Like I, being in this position. I want to be the first UFC the, ever, the first ever UFC disabled veteran liaison. And I want to bring guys with no limbs and guys with TBI and guys in wheelchairs to the apex for fights locally in Vegas. Like I'll go to the VA, I'll go to like some PTSD groups. And I, I, I talked to some of the guys and some of the brass. I know that they do a lot with disabled vets, but I don't think there's another disabled vet who's beat addiction and homelessness that can is the guy. I want to be that guy. Um, There's several... I know a lot of the security are military. Um, I love our military. Um, one of the guys who just fought on the contender was a combat controller. And like people don't know, like I love reading. I love like reading military stuff. Like I'm all about like reading about the military, like the Navy SEALs, all that kind of stuff. Cause those people are special too. Like to be able to put your body, to be able to do what those guys do is is second to none. Like I think that's amazing in itself. Like like I love like Navy SEALs that when they're like you know, we're gonna drown you. If you want to be a Navy SEAL, yeah, you have to die. You're gonna get drowned. But then it's like, okay, some people are crazy enough to let you let like some people are crazy enough to let you drown them. But it's a truly special crazy motherfucker that would drown himself mm-hmm. for the job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what they do. Like, bro, they're like, you know, hey, you're gonna swim under here, and if you come up, you 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 fail. You had to get scuba certified. It's a scuba bubble. It's and to be that guy to say, I would rather fucking drown than to fail. I'm not that way. I'm just telling you right now, it's not for me. But I think those people are are special. So I mean. I would love it, man. Any veterans, and I and I meet a lot of those guys. Like, there's a guy in San Antonio that wants me to come out, that has a a, a land, and he's a vet. And I meet a lot of vets, and you know, I'm like, my dad is a vet. My brother was in and is in the military. My sister, I was actually the only one in my family didn't go into the military. I went into the fire department. And but you me, have served though, I, but, a medic, and you know, that's but a service trust me, own. on Veterans Day and Memorial Day, when I say something, my parents let me know you didn't do shit. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, you know. But my goal would it be like bring a vet that's like in a wheelchair, disabled, or TBI or lost limbs, like to the studio. I'll get a UFC fighter on. I'll let them hang out for the because we just had another uh, MP brother take his life two days ago. Bro, that's, um, and I wear a 22 a day. I've had a lot of. You almost, know what? That's it's soldiers and it's also first responders. A lot of firemen that I worked with in New Mexico, bro, they're dying. They're killing themselves. Yeah. So I, maybe it wouldn't just be vets. It'd be maybe I'm just. But, that whole group of people that are in, sir, I would love, like, because these guys might be home snorting pills, drunk, wanting to kill themselves, and then I hit them up and I get to bring him to meet you and do a podcast and then take him to a fight night. It might bro. save their fucking life. Bro, I mean, definitely the powers that be would be Dana, and I would promise you this. If you do that and you get somebody there, you call me over, I would gladly talk to those people and have fun with those people. But again, I leave this saying this too, and I think that alluding to this man, 
is I even talked to the fighters. Um, uh, Ige, he's another Dan, one. Dan, I love yeah, him, bro. Yeah, he's yeah. an amazing. Love Danny if you ever get to talk to that guy, bro, that guy's amazing. But I found out some stuff about him that was crazy, and I don't want to talk about it. But like, he's. But I always talk to these guys, man, that are fighters of mine, and I'm like, yo, how's your mental? Like, like Jamal Hill. Like, I love him, man. Men him shoot the shit. We do. He's funny, but I'm you like, guys yo, are hilarious. But I'm like, bro, how's your mental? Because it's hard to get somebody to talk about their mental. And it's hard. Even me, man, it's hard to fucking talk about that shit. Mm. You know, but as men and as people, we need to start talking about it because if we don't, we're going to start losing more people to this mental stuff that's going on because it's tough, man. Life is life is hard now. You know, it's not meant for it's not it, it's not easy. So like these fighters, man, like nobody understands what these guys go through. Nobody understands how to be the best and lose it. No one understands what it's like to be fucking in pain every day and you know, you have the highs and lows. You you make a lot of money, you don't get a fight, and then you're down here and you start getting fucking stressed. Like, what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? So I do, man. Like, I always talk to the fighters. Any of the fighters that I'm cool with, that I'm, I'm close with, I definitely talk to them like, yo, man, how's your mental? And if I have to show up with them, I talk shit to them because that's all they want, bro, is to know, hey, man, you, you care. You know what I'm saying? So I say that too with you, man. Any soldier, any first responder, you know, if you see me, Tell me, hey, bro, like, let me know that you're going through something. Hit me up on Instagram, whatever you want to do. Let me know. I'm always, I pride myself on always responding to people on Instagram, whatever, whether it be positive or negative. Even if they want to be dickheads, I'm like, oh, bro, get the fuck off my thing. But I'm going to get a response from them. It might be a week or two, but you will get a response from me. Yeah. And if you are having issues, bro, talk to me. Like I said, I'm I'm always willing to listen and always willing to be like, hey, awesome. what can we do to help you? Because And, and that's why I want to do it. Because when I say that Dana White saved my life, I mean that. Like I was going through custody. When I held that sign and, and Billy came out and they let me in and I got to hang out with Dana, which ultimately put me in this position, I don't know where I would be today without being a part of this family. Um, so I feel like I have to... I have to give back because there's 24 to 25 vets a day killing themselves and first responders. So why can't I bring one to say hello to some fighters and then bring them over to the apex and let them smile and for once in a long time forget about their demons? And, and I mean, I think we all got to be more cautious. And uh, that makes it even more. That's another reason why when you see me, I'm very genuine. When, well, you're the best. When you when I do interact with someone, it... it um. When I do interact with a fan, like, and I want all the fans to know, bro, that's the real me. Like, I'm not coming over there, putting on a fucking face smile, like, hey, like, bro, you're getting the real me. And I'm gonna be honest with you, you might not get a smile. You might get me on a version of where I'm just like, bro, what the fuck do you want? Like, I've already taken a picture. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but it's real me. But I still want to interact with that fan because guess what? People paid a lot of hard-earned money just to be part of the hoopla. Yeah. So if I can give you part of that hoopla and that experience where you get a picture or you get to shake my hand or whatever bro like guess what i'm i have fun now i will tell you guys i'm very awkward so when you guys start screaming tate and shit i'm like ah. as long as they don't as long as they don't scream phase on love they can do that too i don't give a fuck i'm gonna talk I mean, bro i'm gonna talk shit back but i'm just saying like when i walk out they're like tate i'm like oh fuck like, yeah Ah. Yeah. But again, I love the fans. I love the business. I love the company. I love you guys. Like it, it's a blast, bro. So mm. if I can do anything to make somebody's day, shit, I'll do it. You're well, a good I'm dude, gonna, man. You're a good dude. I want to end with this, unless you have. have you I ever, just want to tell him he was a fucking good dude. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> have you ever thought about getting in there after all these years? Fuck no. <laughs> No, listen to me. Before I go, I love you guys in MMA. This is the dirtiest. Ne listen, I was a paramedic, bro. And when a guy would touch me, not on the glove on my side, ah. So I'm sitting here and I see a guy bleeding in the guy's mouth, sweating in the guy's mouth, guy putting his crotch in. I'm like, fuck, this is disgusting. <laughs> Dude, I would never. And you don't even get a fight bonus either. No, I would never <laughs> let a sweaty man lay on top of Even when Gilbert grabs me, and that's the funny thing, like Gilbert grabs me, I'm like, fuck, there's nothing I can do. Yep. He literally could like kill me right now. Like even when he gets around my neck, I'm like, I'm done. The playtime's over. I don't know more of this shit. Yeah, so, you and Gilbert are. are yeah. So to watch a guy literally put a guy in a guillotine and God not tap, I'm like, I'd have been done, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would have definitely tapped bro, out. Bro, yeah. oh, if I even think of, oh, this is not work. Yeah. He, like, Gilbert always fucks with me, too, because every so often I'll go too far, and then he'll let me know, like, I could fucking kill you. Right now. I'm like, okay, okay, got gotcha. you. 
He's I like funny. Gilbert's hair at the moment. What's going on with that? I like Dude, his hair. I don't know. I just think huh? he wants to be black. I don't know. Did you hear what? Did you, did you hear what? Uh, did you hear what Conor McGregor called him? What? <laughs> said you look like a oh god, a fat lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Conor, have you ever done a Conor fight? I was in, yeah. I, listen, first of all, y'all, I love Conor. Conor's funny as shit. Like Dude, Conor's. <laughs> so like we want to. We like want a, a commercial. Conor was doing a commercial, and like they were listening to some crazy ass music. And Connor was like looking at me. He's like, "Yo, man, you got some music." So I'm starting to play like Notorious Big, and he's in there vibing to like hip hop. And I'm like, oh, "Okay, okay, I fuck with Connor." And then like they're telling me because that was when he was doing a commercial and they were filming the Ultimate Fighter the first time, and all his cat was in there. He was talking about the Black Irish, and he's like, "Bro, there's a place in Ireland where there's nothing but black people that sound like us." And I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here!" That's he's true. Like, no, seriously. I was like, "Okay." So like I've always said, Connor's a great businessman. He's very respectful. Like. I love his shit talking. I think I can match Connor's shit talking until the fight. Right. I would never fight Connor, <laughs> but shit talking, I think I got some good stuff. But his who the fuck is this guy was classic. Like, yeah. I feel bad because he honestly not intentionally ended Jeremy Stevens' career. No one calls him Jeremy Stevens anymore. It's always who, who the, the fuck, fuck is that, is that guy? guy? I feel bad because Jeremy's a great guy, but I feel like after that moment, he like rose up and it was like Connor was like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, oh my he's God. never been heard from again. I nah. was like, damn. So you're a Connor fan? Dude, I love I'm a fan of Connor. I'm not a fan of subdued Connor. Like, I don't like the the like when he remember when he fought Dustin and he was like, they were very respectful. Mm. So like, who the fuck, man? Nah, Nobody nah. wants to see this <laughs> yeah. shit. shit bro. Yeah. Nobody wants to come to this fucking press conference. We want to see Khabib Connor. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see that much. I want to see Red Panty Night. Uh, yeah, I love Connor's yeah. press conferences when he's in there. And when him and Jose, bro, that was the funniest shit. This is yeah. not a therapy session. Oh, man, this is Red, baby Red Panty Night you made. And then like he's like, you fucking shut your mouth, you fucking bum. Yeah. I was like, that's interesting. Like, yeah. I love when he was throwing the balls, him and Nate Diaz. Yeah. Like, the guy's just charismatic, bro. And then he's got motherfuckers walking around doing the billionaire strut. He's at the fucking Cowboy Stadium throwing a football. He looks so bad doing that. He should never do that again. Somebody should, like, practice before you let him do that. But what can you say about the guy except he's taking this shit to a whole nother level? Crazy level. You know what I'm saying? But I can't wait to see him come back, man. I'm, like, excited for UFC him. 300, hopefully. Yeah. Bro, UFC I 300. cannot fucking wait. Let's and then. Go. Even him tweeting, that shit's crazy. Like when he, po- I didn't see that one. But yeah, <laughs> I have to dig it I up. would definitely be telling yeah, Gilbert. I would definitely be calling Gilbert that shit for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guys, we got a hard out. Unfortunately, um, I got to say thanks. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate. I appreciate you, every time I've seen you at the Apex. You're just being super, super cool and genuine. Thank you guys so much. Um, yeah, I wish you nothing but the best. You'll be seeing more of us. We're we're in there. We're trying. You know. And we're doing it from a genuine place, you know. Bro, if you need anything, you let me know. You have my number, so like, that's how I got me. This guy was like hitting each other up on Instagram, and of course I don't check out. So I'm like, man, just take my fucking number. <laughs> just call me, bro. If you and then if you me. get dick pics at three in the morning, you know he's been drinking again. <laughs> do you do you play golf? Hell no, bro. <laughs> bro I've been do... trying to get DC to play, bro. and he t- he talks a little shit back, and then he DC. I'm calling you out again. When are we going to play some golf? I'm too fat for that shit, but I, don't, I couldn't get the fucking... I look like Charles Barkley out there on the golf course. So. All right, guys. Well, I, I appreciate uh, everybody coming in today. Follow the Fight Fan, Marcus and Marcus Deegan Show. Thank and, of course, so Cutman Tate. Um, Fight Junkies, Howlerhead, let's do some business. We're doing millions of views. We're killing it. Um, and then if you're... Uh, if your, pee- if your pee-pee doesn't work and you want it to get bigger, call <laughs> Riz Farmer. Riz Farmer baby. You'll be hung. <laughs> this guy. All right, we're out, guys. We're out. Thank you so much, man. Hell yeah. Nice work.